3: Hello and welcome. It's our number four, our number four, the Ben Maller Show podcast. We thank you for making it all the way to the final hour. It does help, and word-of-mouth advertising would be great. Man, oh, man, if you could tell one person, just one person, say, hey, I got this podcast pretty good, give it a shot, Uh, download it, subscribe to it. Boy, that would help us out. Just if everyone listening told one person and then that one person listened, we would double our audience just like that. No, no ad budget, none of that. We just double the audience. But this hour in hour number four, we take a look at the much ballyhooed debut of Tua Tonguevailoa, the Alabama prodigy, making his debut as the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. It's Report Card Maller. What letter grade do we give Tua Tongavailoa? In his first start as an NFL quarterback, this is a Maller Show exclusive. No one else has the Maller Report card. Only us. And it's coming your way here in our number four. Enjoy. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
4: Now let's get this party started! You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: It's all about wins and losses, wins and losses, but how did you do individually? Welcome in the beginning! Of another hour, it's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond as we bloviate the overnight hours away on the vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live in your head, also the Magic Radio Box and the Geico FSR Studios. So we begin anew this hour, and we focus in on the Miami Dolphins. The debut, the much ballyhooed debut of the new savior of the Dolphins, the next Dan Marino, Tua to Loa. Did you watch? Probably not. Uh, the Dolphins got a rather easy win, 28-17 to over the Rams. So clearly, Tungabailoa must have been amazing. Right, He must have been wonderful. <clears throat> Spoiler alert, he was not. Uh, if you, you just looked at the score, you said, okay, Miami put up 28 points. Rams only had 17. Tongue Vailoa played the whole game. Must have been wonderful. Well, he passed for a grand total of 93 yards. 93, that's it, in the victory. And Miami found some very creative ways to score points. Coaches often preach that there are three ways to dominate a football game. Offense, defense, and special teams. Miami was effective at two out of those three. Offense for the Dolphins, not so much. So let us discuss the debut of Tua. And put a grade on it. What letter grade do you give the starting debut of Tua Tungavailoa, we get out the Maller report card, and the report card says D-minus. He gets a D-minus in his debut. Uh, unmemorable, training wheels, and eight ball. And uh, we will combine all these things together. Now, to lead off with, I was actually saying I'm a Rams fan, but I was excited to see what Tua could do. In the NFL, we liked him in Alabama, and even though I have a bias towards the Rams, I was like, okay, let's see what this guy's got. And being kind, this was an inauspicious start to his Dolphins career. You'd like to assume that we will forget about this, and there'll be many 400-yard passing days and five touchdown games and all that. But there is no guarantee. There is no guarantee. On the very first drop back of the game, very early for those of us that work overnights and keep an overnight lifestyle. Uh, first drop back of the, the game, uh, and the, the second offensive snap for Miami, Aaron Donald came rumbling and stumbling and welcomed. Welcomed to a tongue of eye lower to the NFL with a strip sack like a roundhouse kick to the shin. And Miami, Miami, though, ended up winning the game, which is good for the Dolphins, special teams and defense combined for two touchdowns and set up another one at the one-yard line. However, if you are being fair, and we try to be fair from time to time, although we do do sports radio, Tua Tungavailoa had a very unmemorable, that's the word, unmemorable performance in his debut. It was nothing out of the ordinary. In fact, he was actually below average, completing less than 55% of his passes, the Dolphin offense, when they were throwing the ball against that Ram defense, a Ram defense that did not have all of their players, did not have all their players. The South Beach flu popped up for Jalen Ramsey. He was a last minute scratch for the Rams, but the Dolphins' passing attack averaged an anemic four yards per attempt. You can't go any higher than a D minus when you average four yards per attempt. His passer rating to a Tungavailoa was 80. Uh, And you can throw that out because he didn't throw the ball all that much. But those are the type of numbers you would expect if Brian Hoyer was your starting quarterback. Not a top draft pick in the first round with the decorated college career that Tungavailoa had. Now, there are the Tua defenders who will say it's not his fault. Just like we talked earlier about the Cam Newton apologist that say it's not his fault. It's the receiver's fault. It's this guy's fault. It's that guy's fault. It's everyone else playing the blame game, and it is true that Preston Williams of the Dolphins, the wideout, dropped not one but two passes on the same drive, and if he had caught those passes, the numbers would look better. They did not. did not look better because he didn't catch them. Now, furthermore, the thing that really stood out to me, other than just the mediocre vanilla offense of Tua Tungvaluwa, was the approach of Chan Gailey, the -the long-in-the-tooth offensive coordinator. And I'm scratching my head as this is going. And listen, the, the Dolphins were playing from ahead. They had the lead. But it seemed like they didn't really want to release the beast. They didn't want to let the training wheels off of Tua Tungabailoa. And if you're going to play the guy and you think he's your quarterback, why not see the full Monty? And Miami played it so close to the vest. They were so tentative on their offensive game plans that, as we said, they were afraid to take the training wheels off like, Chan Gailey had no confidence that tongue of Iloa could take any chance down the field. Instead, he was Charlie Checkdown, your classical game manager, the caretaker of the offense, and the, the play calling, unwilling to take any kind of risk. No risk at all, right? Going to full protect-the-lead mode. And you had an opportunity, you had a big enough lead, you could have taken a couple of shots. Miami did not score any points in the second half of the game. So in the final Mallor report card, this is a D minus, a D minus grade. It would have been an F, but Miami won the game. So you can't give an F, Miami won the game. This was reminiscent of one of those old Tim Tebow starts with the Denver Broncos, where you look at his stat line like, whoa, I mean, what is that? That sucks. But they won the game, right? And that is not a compliment. That is not a compliment. And then the other part of Tua Tungvaloa's game, which you would assume would be a factor, is his ability to run the ball, right? The quarterback keeper, Tungvaloa, did not have any of that. There was none of that, right? The pocket collapses, and he'll... At Alabama, he would run for a first down. do you think he would be that kind of player in the NFL? And maybe he will be that kind of player in the NFL, but he certainly wasn't in his first start. Uh, so tongue Tonga Low, though, the, he does become the first left-handed quarterback to win an NFL game since the puppy killer, Michael Vick, back in 2015. Uh, so they're very rare they allow left-handed quarterbacks to play. They're a special breed, left-handed quarterbacks. Very rarely, every once in a while, you'll you'll have to be super-duper good, super-duper good to get out there and get it done. Let's hear from the man of the hour, Tua Tungavailoa. And who did he thank after his first NFL game? Tua, who are you going to thank, Tua?
8: I don't think I played to the standard of what this offense is capable of. There were certain plays where, you know, I could have stepped up and and made the right throw, um, made the right decision, but – I've heard, heard it many times from the guys in the locker room. You know, it's, it's good that we still came out with the win. And aside from that, thank God we got a good defense. So when we do start to, you know, string good plays together, we know that we can be able to make plays and then,
5: you know, get the ball back and continue to try to do the same.
3: You should also send a thank you note to Jared Goff. More on that in a minute. Here's Brian Flores, though, the coach of the Dolphins. on a pretty good job. Is he the greatest coach on the Belichickian coaching tree, Brian Flores? The Dolphins look like a competitive NFL team, and they were supposed to tank last year. They didn't tank. They actually were competitive, although they still weren't very good. Here's Brian Flores pointing out the game plan of the Dolphins was to play it very conservatively.
5: Could go through, you know, a lot of different scenarios. I mean, there's a lot of plays on that when I call a chance call sheet. But you know, the plan was to to, to play good, efficient football, move the football efficiently in a run game in the pass game. You know, look, there's some things we we need to correct, and we got to play better you know, in a lot all phases. And uh, but it's good to make those corrections uh, after a victory. And the other guys picked them up.
3: See, that's right out of the Belichick handbook, which all coaches say, well, we won, but uh, there's a lot that needs to be fixed, a lot that needs to be corrected. All right, here's one more from Brian Flores. It certainly didn't look like the Dolphins had any confidence that Tua Tungavailoa could make any plays at all the way they ran their offense with Chan Gailey, but here is Brian Flores saying, that is not true.
5: He made enough plays for us to win the ballgame collectively. Look, if we don't play well in one phase, we need to play well in other phases, and we have a lot of confidence in him. He had a good week of practice, and he some, did some good things. But obviously, look, it's his first you know NFL game um, against a, uh, a real good defense. we got to take that into account as well. The rest of the players on the team picked him up, and we got the W, and we'll, we'll make the corrections you know, over the course of the week.
3: All right. Now, last thing here is uh, Brian Flores saying one thing, the Dolphins' actions – Tell you something else, but I want to focus on the Rams for a second because the Rams dropped to five and three with the loss to the Dolphins, and I actually bet on the Dolphins. If you watched or listened to Benny versus the Penny, Benny versus the Penny, late on Friday night, I took the Dolphins in the game, and the reason I did is because I did not trust Jared Goff. My instincts were correct on that game. Uh, continue to be haunted by the medley of mistakes of Jared Goff who at times in this game was completely flummoxed by the Dolphin de- defense, and his yardage total was fine, and box score readers will say, well, what's not to like? I mean, Jared Goff went out, and he uh, he had 355 yards passing, and, of course, it took him 61 pass attempts to get to 355 yards passing. He only averaged less than six yards a pass attempt in this particular game, so it was a high-volume passing situation. Uh, Nevertheless, it's the giveaways that are inexcusable. Sean McVay can draw up the greatest X's and O's in the world. It doesn't matter if your quarterback is a mistake-filled mess. And the Rams have hitched their wagon to Jared Goff. They gave him not a forever contract, but pretty close to a forever contract. So this is the way it's going to be. I fully know going forward that the Rams are going to be no better than a 9- or a 10-win team, even though they have great talent, because Jared Goff. And that that doesn't mean they can't win. They've already gotten to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, but everything else has to be great. The special teams and the defense has to be amazing. If you're depending on Jared Goff to make plays, you are up poop creek without a paddle. You just cannot depend on the guy. And because of those brain farts of Jared Goff, the Rams consistently find themselves behind the 8-ball. And far too often, this has been the case. Goff had two interceptions. He had two lost fumbles against the Dolphins. That led to 14 points for Miami. Rams also had some special teams problems in the in the kicking game. Uh, did not uh, get it done, uh, shall we say. And uh, Kai Forbath missed a field goal as well, the new kicker who they brought in. But the... The Rams also allowed an 88-yard punt return for a touchdown. All that stuff is the recipe for disaster. See, here's the thing, though. Jared Goff has a pre-existing condition. It's called rubbery legs. Uh, and he gets disheveled, and he's staggered there on, on the regular. And so the Rams lost to the Dolphins despite outgaining them by a staggering amount. And you should never look at the box score and say, well, this is the end-all be-all. But the Rams had 326 more yards of offense than the Dolphins. But it, it's much like we talked earlier about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and you won the stat sheet against the Steelers, but you lost the game because of the turnovers, the great equalizer. And the same thing happened here for the Rams. And, and this is in the certain spots on the road, in certain spots against better teams. This is the Jared Goff the Rams are going to get every single time. For context, the last time a team like the Rams had an advantage of 320 plus yards, that big a disparity, and lost, right? The last time a team had that big an advantage in yardage and lost, the Steelers who were outgained, who outgained the Texans 422 to 47 yards, 18 years ago, and somehow lost and lost by 18 points, despite having that gaudy, stat lines very rare that that happens but the, the rams it seems like it happens more times than not where it's just they just puke it up p u what stinks what smells it's like flatulence with Jared Goff all right this is the Ben Maller show you want to talk about any of that it is all fair game here you can join the conversation at 877-99 on fox we also have a new toy and you can ask Bill Belichick anything if you get on the air here. You want to ask Belichick. For example, I'll I'll say, hey, Bill, what did you think of that uh, Rams performance there by Jared Goff and all those mistakes? What did you think by that?
8: I guess I'll just put it nicely and pass on the opportunity to get involved in talk radio.
3: Okay. Well, we can also play the Rob Manfred game. We still have the Rob Manfred game. Hey, Rob, what did you think of Tua Tungavailoa's performance there for the Dolphins?
6: You led the Dodgers to a World Series victory. Okay.
3: Good. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Though. I just want to make sure that we are on the same page. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. You can join the festivities. And it was the rip- and the punch heard round the football world. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Hot Russian tennis player. She wasn't any good, but she made a lot of Martina
0: money.
5: That no,
4: no, no, no. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
7: iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table.
8: It's Maller 2020, and you can be heard in the democracy of the
0: Ben Maller show. We encourage and welcome the voice of the people. That would be you following the voice of this show on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller, and you can tweet at and follow tonight's special guest, executive producer. It is trying Ryan Bershinger. He's on Twitter. Let's no, it's... keep trying. Uh, whatever keep he's trying, uh, right? he's at. Uh, he's on Twitter at Ryan R Y A N Bershinger B U R. S-C-H-I-N-G-E-R.
8: Legitimately, I still go out for high schoolers. Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely.
0: And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. The great
3: Keep Trying Ryan Bershinger earning that nickname when he locked the company Twitter account out. He forgot the <laughs> password. Great moments in Fox Sports history. Still not as good as Wrong Button Bob, who is my old producer no. with the uh, – Still He's with here. Rob Parker now, right? Rob Parker yeah. and uh, Turned off Broussard. the network
0: and then got promoted.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I asked him to go in the back and reset my computer, and he went in the back and shut the entire network out. Uh, off 400 radio stations. Kaboom. Gone. See you later.
0: Might not want to try that, Ryan.
3: Yeah. I didn't even know that was possible, but there is a button, and nobody really knows where it is except him. Wrong button, Bob. If you hit that button... Everything goes off the air. The, nu- watch- the nuclear option. The nu- That is the nuclear option. That's right. Did you watch that Bears-Saints game? Did you see the rhubarb that took place between the Chicago Bears, Javon Wims, and a defensive back named C.J. Gardner-Johnson? I did see that, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, this is uh, quite the savage attack there. By women. what could have led to that? I mean, like there must have been something. Like, you don't just randomly snap. We all have bad days at work, and we come in and we kind of you know, got a sourpuss or something like that. But there must have been some amazing back and forth, some vitriol, and whatever the magic combination of words that would ignite the combustible Javon Wims, C.J. Gardner Johnson said it, and uh, the Bears receiver came and just went for it. just threw not one but two punches. And as Supermarket Steve pointed out earlier, not the brightest guy in the world when you're punching someone wearing a helmet. And, uh, but, but there's more than that. He also, if you look at the replay, he appeared to snatch the chain of C.J. Gardner-Johnson away. And that's right out of the Akib Talib playbook. On how to approach, and I did see on Wikipedia. I think they've changed this, but they put on Javon Wim's Wikipedia page. They said that uh, he's an, an American football wide receiver for the Chicago Bears in the National Football League. He played college football at Georgia. He made his professional boxing debut against the New Orleans Saints, which is about right. Which is about uh, about right, and I imagine he'll be. Is he going to get suspended for that? He got kicked out of the game. Do they just find him? What's the move here? The softer, gentler Roger Goodell. Well, we'll talk more about that later. Let's go to the phones, and we say hello to Blair in Maine. Hello, Blair. What's going on? It's Whoopie Pie Blair. You That's right. You good. didn't want to be called Whoopie Pie Blair for a while. Now you, you've embraced your nickname, Blair. That's good. Well, I haven't had a
10: Whoopie Pie in, it seems like, months.
3: Yeah, I like that you're on speakerphone. Oh. You're big-timing the show on speakerphone, Blair, that you think you're such yeah. an important caller, you don't have to pick up the receiver of the phone.
10: I don't have a regular phone. Mom, Mom's house does, but she's about to get rid of it. Ooh. Yeah. All
3: right. All right, well, what, what, what do you got, Blair? I don't have all day here. What, what, what do you got? I ripped I rip a big one
10: in my room. Oh, oh, I got a better one for you. Did did you call
3: up, Blair, to announce to the world that you 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 are flatulence? I got a better one for you.
10: Yesterday, all the stores were closed. Then I took a huge dump behind the trash can because I really had to go. What?
3: Yeah. Blair, why didn't you go to a bathroom? Isn't that what normal people do in a civilized society? They go to the bathroom, not behind the the stores that are...
10: I know, but there was nowhere open at like 5 a.m yesterday morning What
3: were you doing out at five in the morning? Shouldn't you have been home?
10: I was trying to I was trying to uh, trying to get the newspaper that I wanted Portland Press Herald and yeah. they didn't have it but I really had to go.
3: Now, Blair, so like, you do understand I, I either, that there are Blair, there are I hold on a sec, Blair, there are cameras all over that. you the police are gonna be knocking on your door now, Blair. That's public defecation. You're gonna get in trouble for that, Blair. The police are gonna come and arrest you. I'm hiding. And I'm you hiding. left you left DNA evidence. They will take a <laughs> right, Eddie? I mean they will uh they will take a DNA sample yes. of your poop and uh, they have you now in file. So I'm, I'm sure it's being sent to the lab as we speak. This is the FBI's gonna be on this, Blair. Do you understand that this is a big crime you've committed? You somebody's gonna have to clean that up and they're gonna call the police and there's cameras and you really you crossed the line, Blair. Oops. Yeah. Oops,
0: that's right. Yeah. Okay. He's moved out of the house and he's become a criminal.
3: I know. I, he doesn't I'm, have mom I'm,
0: to keep him in line anymore.
3: Uh, how'd you wipe after that?
0: I
10: didn't. I had to go home and take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <All right.
3: laughs> you should you should have got some leaves or something off to the side or grass or
0: something. Ten if he hours. had that newspaper he could have used that.
3: Yeah, I could have, yeah, exactly.
0: Right. What? It's
10: either I crap my pants or I take it behind the dumpster. Hmm.
3: Now nah, you don't have. See, I had my gallbladder taken. You didn't have your gallbladder taken. I, I, I have an excuse. I have a trump card. I have an excuse. All right, all right I gotta go. Thank you. All right,
10: Get out tremendous. Just what
3: I wanted to hear on a Monday morning. Yeah. Blair's potty habits. Adventures in pooping with Blair. Thank God. All right.
10: money, money, money,
3: Let's go now. Money. Let's go to Sean the Hood Guy, who is up next. Hello, Sean the Hood Guy, and Pittsburgh Steeler fan.
11: What's going on, big homie? Hey, man, it's kind of, hey, hey, Eddie, man, it's kind of lonely at the top, ain't it? I know. I like
0: the
4: view, though.
11: Yeah, I do, too. I like the view in the air, but, you know, I'd, I'd rather for us to stumble up on a loss, at least, before we get to the playoffs, and then mess around and lose a game, because that that'd be a waste. that would be a waste of time. Just
3: be careful now, Sean the Hood guy. Don't peak too soon. That's do why, not
10: hey, peak man, I'm too not calling to
11: make no predictions, man. I'm just taking it one game by one game, man. Oh, yeah. Because you got to. Because once you make a prediction, you make yourself look dumb. When you, Once your team gets bounced off the playoffs and you made it, come on, we, going Bowl, we going to the Super Bowl, we're going undefeated. now nah, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to take it one game at a time, not this next well, game.
3: Listen, you look at that schedule, though. You start peeking ahead. There's not very many obstacles. There's not very many landmines you have to dodge if you're the Steelers.
11: Hey, but you got some guys, they got some teams out there that like to play spoiler, man. You got can't, can't let your guard down. You got to keep your guard up. But that meant you got some spoilers out there. You got to watch out for them. But this next game, you know, I don't like Dallas Cowboy fans, man. Some of my homeboys are Dallas Cowboy fans. They always bragging about what they used to do in the '90s. You know, they this game right here. I'd rather just smack these guys around and run the score up on them, and then just take Ben out the game because they don't have nothing. You know, it, it, I'd, I'd rather see Jerry Jones out there quarterback as much as he be talking. So. You know, yeah. hey, no, the, o- gonna, the only, going, only way the, the only
3: game. way the, the only way the Steelers would lose that game is if Roethlisberger would uh, would throw a couple picks and they fumble the ball. I mean, they'd have to turn the ball over at least four times for the Cowboys to have a chance. At least four times for them to have a, a chance in that game.
11: Yeah, but Ben, I don't never let your guard down. Don't never essay you know, underestimate another team, man, because they can not beat you when you once you let your guard down, thinking you can beat them, and you go out there and get beat, then you get embarrassed. So. I I'm just playing just playing it one game by game Ben, but I want to tell you, congratulations to your Dodgers, man. They well, finally got you, over man. that hump. I was Appreciate I seen that. that. I mean, I remember seeing that game in the tenth grade, man. When they find when they lost when they won that game back in '88, I was in the tenth grade, man. And I'm glad your yeah. team made it this year, man. They have they got some dogs on that team, man. Muncie and. And turning all those guys, man. So congratulations. You on that one, Ben. Well, but, uh, thank you.
3: I appreciate it. They were at their last supper against the Atlanta Braves three games in a row where they were uh, facing elimination. But it was nice that they finally stopped being the choking dogs they've been my entire life and actually played well in big games. Shocking. Yeah, but we, Shocking. If, he
11: wasn't, if he wasn't being cheated by those other two teams, you could be sitting on three, three rings right yep. now. So, hey, keep it up, Big Ben. I'll That's talk true. to you
3: later on. All right. There he goes, the great Sean the Hood guy. Great phone call. Great phone call. You enjoyed his work there as a caller? Sean's a good caller. Except the Steelers stuff. Well,
2: that's his I team. That's his that. squad. That man.
3: <laughs> that's his guy. Those are his guys there. There is no line. I looked at the line on the Pittsburgh Dallas game. I was trying to find the point spread. There is no line on that game. It is off the board. I would assume because quarterback. Cowboys, yeah. yeah. Cowboys quarterback. They're like, there's no way we, we can put a lineup with Ben DiNucci as the as the quarterback. What's the biggest line um peeking ahead here? I think it's next week. It's Kansas City. I'm looking here. They're a 12-point favorite, 11-to-12-point favorite over Carolina. I think that, and also, well, tonight we've got a big line. Tampa Bay is a double-digit favorite over the Giants. They're a 12, 12-and-a-half-point 12 line. But next week, that, I believe, is the biggest game. And the Patriots, how about this? The Patriots, who suck right now, are a seven and a half point favorite over the Jets. Put that in your pipe and uh, smoke it.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
3: So we're going to debut a new feature here. And I was talking to Eddie over the weekend, and we uh, this was his uh, his baby here, but it's a great idea, and uh, so we'll do it. It's the debut here of Maller's Soft Serve of the Week, uh, and this is obviously somebody in sports who's such a Mister Softy that we need to play the Mister Softy music here, and. If you want to nominate someone for a future edition, this is the first ever Maller's soft serve of the week in sports. The winner this week goes to Carlos Monarez, Who? He's a columnist with the Detroit Free Press.
4: Who? Never heard of him.
3: And here was the headline on the column he wrote over the weekend. Justin Turner's selfish act ruined the Dodgers' World Series victory and broke my heart. He wrote, now as the winner of Maller's soft serve... Oh, it gets even better. Listen to that. So that was the beginning. That was a headline. Here's his open to his column. This guy for the Detroit Free Press. He's from Southern California. Be, I guess he's living in Detroit now. He says... I hate that I'm writing this. It's probably the last thing that I wanted to write after the Los Angeles Dodgers won their first World Series in 32 years. Justin Turner, one of my favorite players in baseball, broke my heart and ruined the World Series for me with his reckless and selfish act. Oh, my God. Congratulations. You are the winner. Of Maller's soft serve of the week. Can you believe that?
8: Shut <laughs> up. Incredible, man. Who
3: would have the, the goal to actually write something? Well, Ben, Who's I mean,
0: let's be fair. Like Justin that. Turner did infect the entire team. They're all sick now. And they're all oh, dying. Oh, wait Eddie. a minute.
3: No, they didn't. No, oh, right. they're sick. Right. They're all fine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Huh. How about that? Shocking. What a dope. What a what a mama Luke this guy is! How dare you! So, in the future, if you want to recommend and nominate someone, we'll try to do this every week. If there's someone worthy, the Mister Softy, uh, if you will, the the soft serve Mallers soft serve of the week, and this week goes to that columnist for the Detroit Free Press. That was beyond a week. Uh, good idea, Eddie. See, we we there's, these things pop up every week, so we need to. Uh, I need to give them the proper doing Oh, It rhythm. took me
0: 19 years to have a good idea.
3: There you go. All right, let's go to Jed Who Fled. Good job, Eddie. He, cashing a golden ticket. Hello, Jed Who I got Fled.
0: That
6: guy, I played the drop too many times. It's getting old. That guy, go down to McDonald's, get a wham burger and some French fries, huh? Maybe a can. Hey, listen, the, I'm going who? to Kansas City to see my best friend. Who? I said it. And I'm seeing, is, is there still a restaurant in Kansas City that sells Ben Maller food?
3: Ben yes. Chicken fingers yeah. Red. Yes. Right. Yeah. In Liberty, Missouri.
6: Yeah. When I told my best friend since kindergarten day one that I was only going to come visit him if Ben Mallard's restaurant was still there or whatever, he yeah. uh, they don't understand that. And um, you know, I mean, I don't understand really when I called in to talk. I had something. I swear to God, when I called in, it has totally just evaporated from my mind.
3: Okay. And right, we'll hang up on you. All uh, right, this is a
6: fake, a fake, is a fake golden ticket anyway. So I mean it's not like it's uh, 40. I know. It you doesn't matter. I mean.
3: uh, right. keep trying Ryan's here and he just, you know, he'll let anyone on. Yeah. They, I, I don't you think he's actually going to Kansas if you go to Kansas City, it's at the landing in Liberty, Missouri. They have the Ben Maller chicken fingers on the menu. It's the reason why Holmes them. is so good. It's uh, the Mallard Chicken Fingers right there. It's uh, simply amazing. Who? Game-changing, game unless it's not. Uh, all right, we will press on. We'll take some more of your phone call. I see some legends. I see some legends that are lined up here. We'll run through these callers. Hopefully, we won't hear any more defecation stories like we heard from Blair in Maine, who called up earlier. We'll get to all that, and we will do it next.
6: Breaking overnight while you are slept.
3: What?
10: John
6: what? Travolta was hospitalized for suspected... COVID 19, but doctors now confirmed that it was only Saturday night fever, and they assure everyone that he is, yes, indeed, two words,
4: staying alive. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
8: Only a few
0: rare birds are able to listen to all four hours of the Ben Maller Show live overnight. But thanks to podcasting, you have no excuse to miss a second of our unorthodox chatter. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us five stars. It's quick, painless, and noise management. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
3: I'm getting some nominations for soft serve of the week. There seems to be uh, many votes for David Gascon. I I don't know why that would be either. Uh, Daniel, Daniel, the actor, writes in. He says, oh, my gosh, somebody get Carlos a Shirley Temple. I don't know how the man will ever get past this. Yeah, exactly. Alf, the alien opiner, pointing out that at one time I hung out with Mr. Belding. I did. Mr. Belding used to hang out every night at Dimples in Burbank, which no longer exists. Now it's a Whole Foods market. And we were going to have Mr. Belding on the show and he got off social media. I got, he follows me. The Mr. Belding Twitter account follows me, but he's no longer on Twitter. He's not an active member. And I never got his phone number, so I have no way of... Mr. Belding or Mr. Belvedere? No, Mr. Belding from ah. uh, Saved by the Bell. Dimples, yeah, that's Mr. a cool Be- place, man. That was fun. Yeah, it was cool. It was fine. I used to hang out there
8: randomly. I used to get hammered there on Mondays. That was your spot Mondays? you would go over there? Margarita Mondays at Acapulco, and everybody would head out to Dimples and get plastered. He sing karaoke. Yeah, that was a fun spot. Did
0: you know Roberto loves to sing, Ben? Did you know that? I did yeah,
8: not I know, know that. No, here. I did not. Know yeah, that. you haven't well, been here in yeah. a while.
0: Every time he goes to the bathroom, he's just singing away.
3: Oh, is he? Yeah. Damn right. Do you do good. that at home too, Roberto? Is it oh, a bathroom of thing? Of course. Yeah. We should have real talk call up, and you can do a duet again with. with Damn real right. Talk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Trucker Joe writes in so says so Blair and Weedman hippie for Halloween uh, taking a blank behind the dumpster like he's homeless. Now, all right, uh, let's go to the phones and uh, let's say hello to Eeny, Meeny, Miney, Mo. Let's go down to Dick in Dayton. Hello, hey. Dick. You got the Dick in Dayton.
4: Good morning,
6: guys.
3: Hello to you. Dick. Hi, Dick. How you doing?
6: Good. How are you doing? Good. Raiders,
3: the, baby. Pride no, of the Kettering to Society. What happened to your Browns there? What the heck happened? I don't know,
6: Ben, but I'll tell you what, no. I was shocked yesterday. Nobody predicted this, but I did predict this on one of the stations. You know, the iHeartRadio. Radio. Uh, the Bengals, really. Joe Burrow was. Uh, that has to be the game of the week.
3: Yeah. Did you watch the game?
6: No. No, no I was working, but some, I somebody told
3: us all the highlights. Yeah, they looked like. I hear like, you. I hear that you. Did, like you, the did old you call Bengals, in? Now. You know. Did you call into any of the post game shows after? Did no, you... I had to no. work a little oh, bit okay. late. I'll probably oh, call okay. today, though. Okay. You know? So you'll give your Dick and Dayton review of what you saw and what you didn't see and what you liked and what you didn't like.
6: Yeah. And sure. the Browns, I think this is good. Five and three. You got eight games left. Yeah. You've got at least four winnable games. I think maybe they'll be nine and seven this year.
3: So you're an optimistic Browns fan. You're looking at nine and seven. Nine and seven. They're not going to lose Week Nine, right? We know they'd be very difficult for them to lose Week Nine because they don't play in Week Nine. No. Uh, and then uh, what do you got? You got the Jets still. Yeah. yeah. You've got the we got the Titans and the Steelers though. You got to play them uh, still uh, another time against the Steelers, which you'll probably lose that game, and you play the probably Titans. probably lose
6: that game. But I think yeah. if yeah, yeah, but there's. Pretty, uh, some winnable games for
3: them. Yeah. Well, only three more wins, you're guaranteed at least a 500 record. So you yeah. should be able to squeeze out. You beat the Jets, Giants, Jacksonville, right there. If you beat the Texans, Jets, Giants, Jacksonville, you get to nine wins. You're guaranteed nine wins. And Philadelphia, that should be a ten win. They should win that game also. That's ten wins right there. Boom. Done. Done. Sign but it up right check
6: now.
3: In. All right. Thank you, Dick. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
6: Bye. His his name is Dave, and he's known as Dave.
0: You would think Dick could uh, get Sundays off. I mean, yeah, right? I mean, he's... Every once in a while. He's been at the Lowe's long enough, Yeah, he's got
3: seniority. Yeah. It's the beauty of Dick and Dayton. Remember, he hadn't been to a game in forever, and we were going to get him tickets to a game a while back, and uh, that didn't work out because he couldn't get off work from Lowe's. Let's go to Lewis in Massachusetts, who's next. Hello, Lewis.
10: Hey, Ben. How are you, bud? Long-time what? listener, first-time
3: caller. Welcome, Lewis. Thank you, buddy. What's going on? Uh,
10: nothing. i like to ask uh, Belichick a question.
3: Okay, yeah. Bella, Bill's uh, standing by here. Go ahead, Lewis. Anything you want to ask Coach Belichick? Sure.
10: Yeah, are you going to watch Tom Brady tonight?
3: I guess I'll just put it nicely and pass on the opportunity to get involved in talk radio. Uh, I guess I guess he's not going to be watched. That's a, he's uh, sounding like he's, he's not interested in your question, Lewis. No, 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 no. <laughs> what a douche. Hey, hey, Coach Belichick, what did you think of Lewis's phone call?
8: I guess I'll just put it nicely and pass on the opportunity to get involved in talk radio.
3: Oh, hey, uh, let me ask the commissioner, Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred, what do you think Lewis did to help the Dodgers this year? You led the
6: Dodgers
3: to a World Series victory. <laughs> All right, real quick, Mad Clown, you got like 10 seconds, Mad Clown. I got to get you on. It's Mad Clown Monday. MacLeod Monday,
10: no more cheating Astros, no
3: more cheating Red
10: Sox, from the west side to the east oh, side, you've... everybody's happy because nobody's cheating on my Dodgers.
3: There you go, MacLeod.
10: Perfect day. I love it.
3: Love oh, your it. phone's to... side. What are you using, Chris and Houston's phone? What's going on here? <laughs> Did he give you his phone on it's A lot murder. Got
4: to go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At bed
8: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.